What's up, fam? I, uh... Fuck, that might have sounded super gay. I'm not going to re-record it or anything like that. You might hear that uh, blinker going off right now. I am calling to you guys from my new Subaru WRX, which I'll tell you a little bit about at another late in day. But today, I'm going to speak to you guys about one of the, like, biggest uh, mistakes that I see people make that I have made myself an unbelievable amount of times that I have learned to now overcome very, very, very quickly and realize that one thing that holds so many people back from being able to scale or being able to, um, you know, get to the desired outcome that they want in business financially, be it a hundred grand a month, a million a month, whatever it might be. It might be 10 grand a month. I really don't know the answer because it's going to be different for every specific person. One of the biggest things that comes from such a good place um, that needs to be broken as a belief is that there needs to be perfect delivery for you to actually create the world's best income. Now, one of the most like loving things you can do is make sure that you are obviously like making sure that what you do for someone is going to give them the ROI that they had deserved, asked for, whatever it was that you had promised them with the offer that you made them in the first place. And one of the most loving things you can do is deliver on that promise for that person. So when someone says like, I want to fix my delivery before I take more clients on, I want to make my delivery better before I take more clients on, or any of the the language that comes around, you know, making sure that delivery is better before we get new clients, it comes from such a loving place. And anyone who says that, like, I just want to let you know that like, you're my homie, And I want you to know that I appreciate you because there are so many people out there who do not give a fuck about the actual delivery of the service that they actually do right now. And that's why so many people are scared shitless of not doing a good job by someone. It's because so many of your prospects have been burnt by people who sound just like you in the past, who are not like you at all, but sound just like you. And why I say they sound just like you is because they have been burnt by people in the past who said that that would help them, you know, fill a pipeline or whatever it is that you said that you're going to do for these people. And they did not deliver on that promise because truthfully, I don't think they ever really cared to. They just wanted to make money for themselves. So you being the person that comes along and says like, yo, I really, 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 really want to make sure that we we deliver on our promises. Maybe it's because you read Alex Hormozzi's book and you fucking love every part of having the world's best offer. Maybe it's because you just genuinely care about the delivery, whatever it is. It is, it comes from such a loving place. And uh, this week I was, um, I think it was on a sales call and I was chatting to this dude and he's like, yeah, man, I just want to like, I want to fix our delivery first before we get any new clients on. And, you know, I just think that things are really bad and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I want to walk you through a bit of a mental framework that you can self-assess as to whether your delivery is actually bad right now or whether you are falling into a pattern of fear-based thinking um, based out of something that isn't actually true. 
Now, something that I think is really helpful here, that I think we will all understand whether we personally experienced it or whether it, um, whether it's something that, uh, you, you've, you've, you've heard of. If, if you haven't experienced this personally, you've at least heard of it. This I am sure of. At school, as a child, you may have been the person who was bullied. Maybe you were the bully or you saw someone getting bullied or since having left school, you have heard of bullying as a whole. The reason why bullying is so bad is not because in that moment that kid is scared, but it's because every moment thereafter that, that kid typically ends up fearing whatever the bully did to them, right? Like, if uh, that kid got bashed or whatever it is, right? Like, every time he walks around a corner and sees, like, another kid who looks like the person who bashed him, um, he might have, like, a trauma response of some sort to it and then, you know, not feel good and want to run away and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? And we understand that, like, the bully that bullied us at school is something that sticks with us for the rest of our lives. And it, you know, unless we work on that part of ourselves and realize that not every person is that bully and that bully was just a fuckwit and that was just one thing that happened at one point in time. Um, this is something that because we are conditioned for that and it's a human nature to be scared around these things until you start looking at the objective reality, so too does it happen in our business. And one of the things that I, uh, I have noticed I'm not saying this is you, but I have noticed this, I have done this, is when we get one complaint from someone, or we have one campaign that doesn't go correctly, or we have one project that doesn't go exactly as we had hoped it in the first place, what typically ends up happening is we can fall into a pattern where we think all our projects are bad, or we as humans are bad, and it becomes a trauma response to focus on making our delivery of our services better, as opposed to looking at things from an objective reality and realizing that, oh, that was just one bad campaign, as opposed to my whole service delivery being so fucking shit that everyone would want to leave me. And one of the, uh, the questions that I typically tend to ask myself now, and I want to be completely open, honest, and raw, and, and, and completely uh, open with you, we lost eight clients last month. Um, because of a delivery issue that we have since fixed or at least put things in place to fix. So this is not information that's coming from someone who isn't like aware of the delivery problem in the first place um, or that delivery can pro like, offer problems to you and, 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 and new things for you to solve in some way, shape and form. But one of the questions I like to answer or at least ask myself when I'm asking myself the question or believing that I need to fix our delivery is what's creating the desire to fix delivery so fucking deeply right now? Is it because no one is getting results? Is it because every single client is complaining and asking for refunds? Is it because every single person that I have ever worked with has been unhappy with the services and, and left a bad review? Or is it that one person made a passing comment that didn't end up making me feel good and now I'm insecure and it's creating a huge barrage of uh, insecurities that are making me feel like if I don't fix the delivery and sort of, I guess, give in to that response of delivery trauma, that 
I am no longer going to be worthy and I need to make things better because of that and I'm going to run into the delivery codex of fear. Or maybe it is uh, you have had a conversation with someone and they have told you that their campaigns are running better than yours and because you have seen that their campaigns are running better than yours, you now think that your campaigns are shit. So it turns into what would be perceived as comparison syndrome as opposed to an objective point of view around identifying whether the campaigns that you are running are therefore bad or whether they could just be better, right? And this happens quite a fair bit where someone will be speaking to someone else or someone will be looking at the actual marketing uh, that someone else chucks into maybe a Facebook group, like the go high level group or something like that, where someone says like, we're getting this uh, dollar per acquisition or this dollar or this uh, return on advertising spend or whatever it might be. So it triggers a, um, a response with inside you that creates a world where you go, oh fuck, I'm not good enough. Oh fuck, I could never be good enough. Oh fuck, this person's better than me. Oh fuck, oh no, oh no. And you fall back into the trauma response of thinking that you aren't good enough and you are sitting there thinking, oh fuck, I just wish I could be better. Or maybe it's a combination of both of those things where someone has uh, said that things could be better and you have then had a... Uh, a peer or someone that you've spoken to or you've seen some marketing online that pretty much alludes to you not being good enough. So you fall into the trauma response of thinking that you must make things better without looking at the proper objective reality of things in the first place. And one of the things that I typically like to do in situations like this is looking at things across a whole client list and identifying what percentage of people are actually unhappy. Are people actually unhappy at all? Or am I just being subject to marketing where people are intentionally trying to make me feel bad about myself so I can buy their program or course? And if it comes to the point where you have done your research and you have looked into it deeply enough to identify that it actually has nothing to do with uh, the delivery because you know, 90% of your clients end up getting the result and they're extremely happy with that result, then it was actually never an actual problem for you. And maybe you could have spent that one campaign. Or maybe you have three clients out of the 17 that you've worked with in the past. So it ends up being like an 8% uh, of your clients are unhappy. When you realize that the majority of marketing agencies and marketing consulting companies out there actually only get like 8% of their clients results and you are the one that gets 92% of their client result, it is actually ridiculously clear as day that you are significantly better than the majority of the market out there right now. And I want to hit you with some cold half hard facts around the statistics that show which marketing agencies based on so much data that we've pulled upon from uh, different surveying of like different sales calls we've taken and all the different uh, reporting that we've found across different uh, boards, if that makes sense, right? And what we have found is that only about 20% of marketing agencies actually even get their client a result. 
or marketing consultings, coaches, consultants, whatever it is, right? Like this is why so many people are so scared of delivery. It's because most people actually do suck at this stuff. And because so many people suck at it, it makes it so the, the, the prospect is so highly aware of the ones that suck at it, that they will do everything they can to protect themselves from either dealing with someone who sucks or being burnt by someone again. And we have to appreciate that that's exactly the reality that we have to deal with because that's the way that they're probably going to be thinking. But it doesn't mean that we suck and it doesn't mean that what we do isn't good. I have this conversation with our clients quite a fair bit because if more than 70% of your clients are getting a result, that means that you are well ahead of the actual industry averages, if you would like to call it that. And it means that people could actually pay you to learn how to actually get good client results. Truthfully, people could come to you and say, how the fuck are you doing this? When you look at it from a, from an objective point of view, as opposed to one where you're sitting there thinking, oh my God, it must be me. I must suck. I must be the problem here. And realize that, fuck, I just had a bad day. Or that one campaign just sucked. Or we, we, we did something that isn't normal there. And we just forgot to neglect the basics around this stuff. And my delivery actually isn't so bad after all. That you can start realizing that maybe the bully was inside your head that was, you know, beating you up metaphorically from one passing comment that was made to you from a client or one refund that happened after having served maybe a hundred clients where there were no refunds. Or maybe you saw a piece of marketing collateral which someone was actually by design trying to make you feel like you aren't very good. And you have just given into those, you know, monkey-minded thoughts that are making you now feel like shit. And that sucks. Because most of you don't fucking suck. Like, I know if, if you're listening to this, you're probably really good at what you do. And you just want to learn how to be better at it, right? Like, chances are, like, you're already world-class at what you do. And you're already, like, crushing it. And you just want to learn how to do heaps more of that. And that's why you listen to me in the first place. And I have a feeling that if you were to go and ask the majority of your clients, they would be overly happy with how you are serving them right now. They would be overly happy with the results that you are getting them. They would be overly happy with what you are doing for them. And another thing that happens quite a fair bit is that we actually look at a, a result that a client gets. I was chatting with a client about this the other day on, on one of our calls. And we try to uh, impart our standards onto that client as a result that they are getting. And what happened with this specific conversation with the client that I was talking to was that he knew that that client could be doing better with the leads that they were getting them, et cetera, et cetera, right? And because of that, he then started to feel that the results that that client was getting was shit because he had another client who was getting the exact same leads who was doing better, right? Without, and w w without giving into his, uh, his objective view or actually his emotional review on that, I, I, I decided to ask some questions that were based on, but what does the client want? Is the client happy with the results that they are getting? And does that meet their level of standard as opposed to what you are trying to fit into the box of your level of standard, which is never going to work in the context that you want it to? It's almost like when you go to the gym, you have two people, one person who's there who wants to get absolutely shredded, another who is there who wants to just 
not die before he turns 50. So he's just trying to actually be healthy, right? If you go and try to impart the standards of the person who is absolutely wanted to get shredded onto the person who just wants to not die before he turns 50, it will not work and the person will resent every single bit of it. Now, if you were to reverse the roles there yet again, the person who wants to get shredded, who is not achieving the level of shredded that he wants to achieve because he isn't actually dieting as hard as he'd want to because he's in his standards and context context, it's a hard word to say, of the person who is trying to actually just become, you know, uh, healthy enough to not die before he turns 50, he will be very unhappy with the results that he is getting. So you need to actually apply the, whose standard am I actually putting into place here to judge whether this person would be happy or not, or to judge whether results are good enough, because the results are good in the eye of the beholder, as opposed to the standard that we want them to be. If the person is happy, then we too should be happy for that person, even if we think that some of the stuff that we are doing could be better. Because at the end of the day, all that matters is the client's expectations are being met or not, right? And you might not have all of your client's expectations being met, and that is completely normal. We had eight clients leave last month out of the fucking 200 that we have worked with, and it is completely normal for you to have a momentary lapse of, uh, you know, situa- a momentary lapse of, you know, amazing results for you to birth new and good results to come through at the same time as well. And I've also realized that over time, there is actually only one thing that helps you get better results consistently again and again and again. And it's dealing with more clients to deal with more problems so you can get better at critically working through challenges in the first place. Because the last point that I want to make is that one of the main issues that I see people make, especially in the online space, around fear of delivery being the world's worst thing or wanting to make things better or living in a perfectionism-based reality when it comes to you know, judging our client results is that you do it based off a very small test batch of people. Now, by definition, what I mean is that you are trying to build a world-class delivery because you read Alex Hormozzi's book, right? And you're doing it based off the four clients that you might have, right? And if you are doing it based off the four clients that you might have, the issue that you will see is that you have not dealt with enough issues that the majority of the market would actually want to have solved for you to even judge whether you are good or bad at it in the first place. Now, the only way to get better at that one specific skill, whether it be advertising, consulting, whatever it might be, is to deal with more and more and more issues so you can learn how to critically think and use your experience to actually overcome a lot of these issues in the first place. Now, for some of these, for, for, for the person who's listening to this who's already, you know, maybe a seven-figure agency, right? Because um, many of you guys also work with us and we actually work with, with you know, quite a large amount of seven-figure agencies as well as six-figure agencies as well as um, people who are, you know, looking to, to, to make their first 30 grand month, right? The, the thing that I notice is that, like, this also comes true when people are launching maybe a new offer or a new offer edition where you think that it sucks based on a test batch of, say, three people as opposed to a test batch of 30 people, right? 
Now, this is where people typically fall short mentally. It's because the test batch of people that you are doing it with was nowhere near big enough, so you actually need to go and sell more so you can actually get more results, so you can actually deal with more issues, so you can actually help more people, so you can actually get better delivery, so you can actually prove to the world you're actually amazing at what you do. And the fix to all of these things is more clients. And one of the main things that I think that most people don't realize a lot of the time is that even when issues come up, you typically find a fucking fix to it, right? It has nothing to do with you actually, um, you know, the world is not going to end if you don't get a, an amazing client result today. One thing that fixes all of these issues is having a lot of fucking money to hire unbelievably good experts or unbelievably good uh, consultants to, to support you in these processes to actually help you have the world-class delivery in the areas that you actually are deficit right now. And one of the things that I've seen work in tr like uh, extremely profitably again and again and again and again is making your sales process and sales systems so good that no matter what the issue is, you know you can actually acquire more clients, which will help you acquire the skills, which will help you acquire the people to help drive those skills to make delivery even better at the same time as well. Because what I see so many people do is they fall into a cycle of delivery must be the thing that gets managed more than anything else. And I applaud you people because I am one of the people who want my well, my delivery to be the best that it possibly can be at the same time too. But you can only have the best delivery ever if you have the money to actually support the delivery systems that you want driven by the people who are experts at what they do to help support you in the processes that you want put in place to get the best fucking results. And this only happens by working with multiple people where you make a multitude of mistakes and actually have some huge fuck-ups that happen along the way for you to be able to predict when fuck-ups will happen and see and think critically through these things at the same time as well. Right now, my team consists of a client success manager, a sales manager, a, uh, an appointment setter, myself, and a virtual assistant, each of which have huge responsibilities to help with the actual delivery of our clients, uh, you know, the tasks they have to do and, and making sure that they are on track because we have focused on sales and made sure that things are good. Now, you may have heard me before say that we lost eight clients, which is true. I'm saying this to help you realize that even people who have worked with over 200 and have <laughs> literally over 100 legitimate success stories, right? that we also have challenges that come up where there's a wrong fit with a client or where there's something that goes through that, 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 that isn't desirable, whatever it might be, or where the internal team have a, a, a discrepancy of some sort at the same time too. It still happens. Even when you get to a stage where you are already making millions of dollars, you are still going to have delivery issues. And I would just rather have delivery issues on a bigger scale because at least that way, you have the resources to be able to re reinvest back into fixing the issues while you're still making money at the same time as well. And I think one of the biggest challenges that people experience is that you think you can't do, do both at the same time. And that is just a complete fuck. It, it is just not true. They actually both, they have to both be done at the same time, right? Sales is the lifeblood. Delivery is the thing that keeps the people at the end of the day, right? But you need sales to hire a delivery team and a, and a client success team to be able to, you know, facilitate the both of those things being done effectively at the same time as well. And for every single client that works with us, 
the, the three things that we want to focus on are making sure that we have, that they have a like predictable pipeline, something that literally just spits cash out at any uh, respective time that they would like with the right type of client, with the right type of person that wants to stay with them forever because they actually have a clear understanding of, if, if, if you didn't listen to the, uh, the last podcast I did on triaging, they have a clear understanding of how to make sure that the person they are speaking to is going to be the right fit from day one. And then the next thing that we want to do is actually make sure that they are delivering effectively by putting in a success team for their client delivery side, right? Because once we have that team in place, and while they're still making sales to support the team and actually be able to hire that team of experts to be able to do so, then we have the ability to then make sure that delivery is never going to be perfect because it's not going to be perfect. I have a delivery team right now and we still lost a bunch of clients, right? You have to appreciate that that's going to happen. Like that's, like, that's never not going to be a part of your business. If you think you're going to retain every single client that you've had forever and be able to make millions, it is just not plausible for you to do so, right? Like you, you, you have to go through these experiences where things are not perfect and people do want to leave you for you to realize what the indicators for those challenges are that are going to come up in the first place. That's just a bit of a bit, bit, bit of an understanding as to what the truth is behind these things. Once they have the, uh, the the delivery side in place, it's then operations to make sure that you can be really good at leading these people through to helping with the delivery and managing the sales and actually scaling to the stage that you'd want to. But none of this happens by you sitting there thinking that because of one comment by someone or because of you not thinking that your results are good enough or because any of these things come to fruition because you've been hit with some marketing collateral that was designed to make you feel like you aren't good enough. When in reality, you, when you go and look at your client list in the past 20 clients that you've worked with and 18 of them have been really fucking happy and are still with you and think that you are the beast fucking needs, none of this is actually true and it's just a fear-based uh, trauma response to something that could have been laughed at and focused on getting more clients who are the right fits or, 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 or getting more clients to facilitate the delivery team that was needed to make things better for you. Uh, how good did that sound? The uh, the boost just kicked in in, this, uh, in, the, in, in the turbo for this WRX. Such a beautiful fucking car. Anyway, the um, the one thing that I think is, is, is really important is reminding yourself that delivery is something that is always going to be an issue for you. There is never going to be a point in time where delivery is not a problem for you because as you get bigger, so too do the delivery problems for you. And one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make more than enough for me to make a podcast about is that when delivery starts fucking up, they slow sales down. Now, the reason why that's a problem is when you slow sales down because delivery is in your perception of not going well, it actually takes away from your energetic momentum and you start feeling like things are getting worse for you and worse for you and worse for you until you actually start falling into a spiral. And that's when you start thinking that things are going to be problematic for you forever. And the best thing that you can do if you are not happy with your delivery is run through the specifics of what I just asked you to do. You can go back and rewind this this podcast to find the questions again, but I'll give you the ones that I remember off the top of my head. But it's like... Uh, have any clients actually complained to me? Have they asked a refund? Have they not? How many of my clients as a percentage are actually getting a result versus the ones that might be complaining right now? Have I seen marketing collateral that made me feel that I'm just not good enough when based on 
the standard that my client wanted, are they happy right now? And if so, am I just sabotaging because I'm scared of making more sales and not delivering for people because of the, you know, trauma-based delivery fear that I have right now from feeling like I'm not good enough? Or are things actually pretty fucking good and I just need to focus on getting more people who are the right fit for the business right now? Because if it's any of these things, my, 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 my suspicion is, based on having done this with over 200 people now, is that your delivery is actually pretty fucking good. And you actually are getting people results. And you just need to get more money in the bank so you can hire more people to help you with the delivery. So you can actually help more clients and scale more effectively and realize that you're actually pretty fucking good at what you do. Be the expert and crush this shit in the way that you know you deserve to so you can actually bring the life that you want to to life. Wow. I feel like I did that whole episode in like one breath, right? But it's something that I'm so passionate about because seriously, dude, like most, like if you're listening to this, your delivery does not suck, right? There might be parts of it that aren't fantastic when you can work on, but it doesn't mean you should slow things down at all, right? Like the best way to actually get good at things is to truthfully like do more of it, right? Like you are, you don't get good at riding a push bike or a bicycle, by going and reading up about it and doing a course on how to be good at it. You just pick the fucking bike up and start pedaling again. If you fall over, then you fall over. That's totally okay too. You can chuck on some uh, training wheels for a while if need be until you find your balance or whatever it is, but you don't completely sabotage every single little bit of it and you don't fuck yourself up based on that at the same time too. My strong recommendation is consistently, consistently focus on new client acquisition at all times so that you can actually facilitate, you know, funding a bunch of new delivery people who are experts to support you in this stuff and then learn how to lead them effectively to which if you would ever like some help in doing so, we can help you do at the same time too. You deserve to make a lot of fucking money. You deserve to not be stuck in a fear of delivery and you deserve to absolutely live limitlessly in your marketing business. I appreciate you guys. I, uh, I hope this was helpful to some degree. If you did find it helpful in some way, shape or form, I would love it if you were to uh, share this podcast with two of your friends who is, <laughs> with two of your friends right now who are thinking that delivery sucks and that they should not be focusing on sales when you really fucking should because it might help them get through some of the bullshit that they are experiencing right now too. Appreciate you. Hope you uh, had have an amazing fucking week and I'll speak to you guys soon, okay? Peace.